0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Dating Games, the only podcast with both a male and female perspective to help you navigate the complex world of modern dating with your agony aunt and uncle, Nathalie and...
1: Me, Damien, in this episode, which is made possible by Primal Studios, we're going to talk about how to truly be happy single. So let's dive straight in. And begin by sharing some thoughts and give me a walk through some steps and things that you can do to be happier while single.
0: Yes, I think, do you know, I think when it comes to being single, Damien, there's like different states of what I would call singledom. There's being single and like actively seeking a partner, a forever partner. There's being single and wanting to just dip in and out of <clears throat> situationships. I think that is okay for people to go through those phases in their life. And then there's being single and needing to be just that and just working on yourself and not on the apps. And I hope that what we're about to dive in today kind of helps everyone in each of those situations. And firstly, if you think you're on your own listening to this, if you think you're the only one who's single and like everyone around you is coupled up, because I know I often feel that way, particularly at Christmas time and when I go to weddings or family events. Well, you're not, okay? The percentage of people aged 15 years and over, which I think was quite a young age for this statistic, Mm -hmm. um, who were single increased from 41% in 2016 to 43% in 2022 in Ireland. But as a whole being single is on the rise dramatically, okay, dramatically. So according to US census data, between 1970 and 2010, rates of being single rose from 28% to 44%. Now, I think that's a shocking statistic, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we live in a society where single, just like the word influencer, it's nearly become like a bit of a, like, I'm not going to say like, dirty term, but it's like it's not really respected or that it comes with negative connotations. Yeah. And no, nobody
1: wants to be either of those things.
0: There's nothing wrong with being...
1: An influencer. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being single.
0: There's nothing wrong with being either. Um, when you're writing solo, it can seem like the whole world is in love or everyone's in love with being in love and everyone around you is obsessed with why you aren't partnered up and pumping out kids. And you know what? That's because they just don't know anything better. And it's probably because not through any fault of their own because it's a world we're conditioned to live in. Like they spent their life purely seeking a partner and purely seeking having children and purely seeking having married and there's uh, uh, purely seeking to get married. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But we're allowed to have different goals. So don't let that affect. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, you? absolutely. I think... So you off on one there. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely... Hi,
0: Damien. Hi, Natalie. Welcome.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. And I think what a lot of people need to understand... Um, you know, like both and men and women in society as a, as a whole, if you look at that um, statistic in America, it's obviously quite a, lot, a large gap from the 70s to the 2010s. <clears throat> and it is a big jump in people being single. But we do also have to take into account um, women's position in society in that time changes yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, being able to vote and then, Getting equal rights and continuing to fight for equal pay in certain industries and everything else That's like very that. True. So, women become less dependent on men because they become more financially independent. So, if you could imagine being a woman pre 1970, 1960, 1940, if you wanted to survive in society, you needed to get married and have a baby. That's and so, true. Like, yeah. if you did you couldn't own your own house. You couldn't, like, most women had, you know, really low level jobs, like being secretaries and really kind of mundane shit like that. They wouldn't be CEOs and business owners and and the things. Goodness. Yeah, absolutely. But that's one of the reasons why those statistics change, because there's less of pressure on women to go find a man.
0: But I also think that hugely, I also think another reason is because we're starting to settle less. Do you remember, you know, we were speaking about the difference between settling down and settling and I think people are starting to gain a bit of fucking self-respect for themselves and put up with less shit. Like, we all know of so many marriages where people are in their 50s, 60s, 60s 70s and they are just there for companionship at this stage and it's not love and it's not uplifting and it's not empowering and they're not still growing. Like, I want to be growing as a person when I'm 92. I have this age 92 in my head for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to live till I'm at least 92. Anyway, anyway. I think also this episode being all about how to be actually truly happy when you're single. I don't think that comes naturally. I really do not think it comes naturally. I think it takes a lot of work to be happy when you're single, particularly when there is, there is always so much critique from others and that can make your your personal insecurities so much worse and just add fuel to the fire that you feel like you're going to be alone forever. Every time I put up a question box, I get asked how are you still single? And I know that's such a compliment and I'm not I'm not saying this to to like blow smoke up my own ass or anything, but people mean it from a good place. It makes me feel really bad because I'm mm. like, oh my god, how am I still single? And people are like, you've been single for so long. And I'm like, yeah, but there's been a lot going on and I've been working on myself and there's been situationships, but what's wrong with it? Mm. And when people continually say these sort of things, you can get more and more um, unhappy being single and start to believe that happiness is just going to be found when you find that partner. And we want to help you realize today that that is absolutely not the case. We want to normalize being single. Can we please just make it normal? Like constantly being questions about being constantly being questioned about being alone can make you feel like there's something wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong with you. I think the word alone sounds negative. It's not. There's a big difference between being alone and being lonely.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'll kind of touch on that a little bit um, on what I feel are, are those differences. Like for like. Like you, i get asked all the time, like, you know, like, why are you single? Or how are you single? And a lot of people don't realize that sometimes that's a choice, mm. you know. That's true. Um, you know, there's some people out there that don't choose to be single. They're actually, they're seeking out companionship and it just hasn't happened yet for whatever reason. But there is people out there that choose to be single mm. because they're working on themselves. They're focused on their career. Whatever, they're just not in the right headspace right now to to be in a relationship. And that's absolutely perfectly fine if that's where you find yourself in life right now. Um, like for me, when I'm asked, I just say that I'm just happy to wait until I meet the right person. Like we talked about settling before in an episode. I'm not willing to settle. I'm not willing to settle just for the sake of being in a relationship, for the sake of companionship. Like I, I get companionship from my friends. Like, I don't need to settle for that in a relationship. So, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy to wait to be the best version of me. So, then when I do meet that person, I'm in the healthiest way possible to build a substantial relationship. You know, something that mm-hmm. can actually last, you know, the test of time, so to speak. And... Um, For me, the difference between being alone and lonely um, or like, or solo, so to speak, is we have many different relationships in our lives. We have, you know, relationships where, you know, our parents or our siblings and our friends. um, And for me, that's like, you can feel lonely because like your friends are off doing stuff Mm -hmm. and you're on your own. They might have their partners drop doing other bits and you feel a bit lonely. Um, But feeling alone is when you feel you can't reach out to any of those people when you don't have... When you feel like you can't reach out to a sibling or a parent or a best friend.
0: Yeah. And you I have nobody. Earlier on, you know, I was like, there's a difference between being alone and lonely. But maybe we'll, we'll please put them in the same bracket and mm. say solo is, say, the positive outlook on being just that solo. And then alone and lonely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, like, I mean, we're, we're both single. But I don't feel lonely. I don't feel alone. I feel solo feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff on my own for me. Yeah. But like, I think we speak to each other most days.
0: Absolutely. Do you know what I
1: mean? Like almost every day.
0: And there's so many people in our lives that we both speak to every single day. And when you are single, it gives you the time to just like hammer down on those relationships. Is that a saying? Hammer down? I think it is. It is now. Double down. Double hammer down. down. Do you know what? I'm a devil Hamm- for... Hammer time. I'm a divil for just putting random sayings together. Like yesterday I was with my sister and I was like, ah oh God, like look at that. It's just cute as a feather. I was like, hold on, no, the <laughs> saying is light as a feather. <laughs> like, and I don't even realize I say I these things.
1: Fe- I suppose feathers are kind of cute. If
0: they're I... white and not dirty and from a grey brown pigeon. Like, anyway. <laughs> I also want to say... um, it's interesting that we're recording this episode today because it's come off the back of a weekend where, yes, I've been single for quite some time and we're trying to stand here or sit here <laughs> as like two confident single individuals um, that are, you know, if someone comes along our path and they're the right person, they are. I'm not consciously deciding to be on my own or consciously looking for someone. But I'm not sitting here telling you that I've, I'm the happiest I've ever been been single and that I'm always happy single because I had a really shitty weekend and I was messaging you about this, Damien, mm-hmm. and I won't dive into the details too much, but I had, it was like one thing happened to me and all of the heartbreak from every breakup and situationship ending since I was 20 just hit me at once all over again. And I, I cried. I cried a lot. And I was like, Do you know what? I'm just going to wallow in these feelings um, I feel like this sounds very dramatic, but, but basically someone just kind of upset me yesterday. Um, But today I woke up and I'm like, you know what, it's fine. I'm happy again because I know the benefits of being single. I know how much this time is helping me. I know it's not long lasting or impermanent. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the way being single goes. We're here to try help people actually be happy. But I think it's just really important to like preface this with not every day is going to be your happiest single. And that's really important to remember.
1: Absolutely. I think the other benefit of this podcast is that like as of the time of recording, hopefully for are listening to this like, two two plus years time, I have found somebody. Please Lord. Um, <laughs> you could
0: in two months time. FYI, yeah. like we're, we're recording these in advance.
1: Yeah. So who, who knows? But at the, at the time of, of recording, these podcasts are also helping ourselves.
0: Yeah, So absolutely. Like we are very
1: much coming at this from the viewership standpoint as well. So we are giving you advice, but we're also taking our own advice on board. We're speaking from a true place of, you know, experience because we are living these these things. Yeah, and I
0: remind you, like, we're nearly 30. It's not like we're teenagers talking about how to actually be happy single. Like, uh, both of us have had to do so much work to get to a point of being happy. And let me tell you, it was not easy at the beginning to to get to this point of being, I'm going to say, happy 75% of the time. Mm. Um, so, right, RuPaul, everyone has heard this before, has famously said, if you can't love yourself, how can we receive love from others? And it's nah, so say, it, say
1: it real, say it real. Oh. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an Amen. It's, Ru- it's RuPaul baby You gotta Hallelujah. do it You gotta do it right um, But yeah RuPaul tr- Okay tru- I'm was. gonna
0: be honest with you Like I actually have no idea Who he is What he looks like Or how he sounds So I couldn't have done that
1: RuPaul's the- Ru- RuPaul's like The queen of drag queens Mother drag queen Of all drag queens
0: See I just have RuPaul's no RuPaul's
1: drag where- This might be the only podcast In the history of podcasts Where there's a male and female And the male knows who RuPaul
0: is I live underneath a rock <laughs> I consume Whatever it is That's feeding me Anyway, so going back to just post that um, quote. So, right, it is really true when you think about it. If you're not comfortable in your own skin or just content in your own current situation, do you really think that jumping into a relationship is going to make things better? Do you really think that you're going to be happier in who you are when you're with someone if you're not happy as who you are right now? So, Damien, will we jump into this a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So I mean there is that whole cliche, like an empty cup can't pour, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like you need to be able you need your glass needs to be full before you start pouring into someone else's glass. I mean it's a cliche that's been said a million times. But
0: also the way you love yourself is teaching others how to love you.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And I think like Will Smith also said something which is a bit weird now because obviously the whole thing with his relationship happened and then there was like slapping Chris Rock. But we shall digress. But I think he had a quote along something saying that like... I know um, who Will Smith is. <laughs> good girl. <Thanks. laughs> um, I think he said something along the lines that like um, his wife's happiness... He's not responsible for his wife's happiness. She is. Yeah. And she's not responsible for his happiness. He is. And then once they're both happy, they can come together and be happy together. Love that. So, I mean, that's... A really, really important thing. Like if you, you both need to be responsible for your own happiness. If you are seeking happiness and validation from the external point, once that external thing is potentially lost, mm-hmm. then you're miserable. But if you're truly happy in yourself, if that that outsourced, outside validation is lost, you will remain happy yeah. because you've built yourself up that. It's like building up resilience. You've built yourself up to this to this point like there's multiple times in the past where I've been in a relationship and it ended and my coping mechanism was to jump straight to the next person yeah, that's how I coped and I think that's a male thing I think a lot of men do that and a lot of girls look at it and be like oh you know that's real disrespectful dah, 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 dah. I think we a lot of men deal with breakups that way they jump mm. straight to the next girl because it's a rub to the ego and it's I how they think, deal with it I do
0: think a lot of females do it too mm. um, it might just take us another week or two it depends on the depth of the relationship of course but I do think a lot of females do it as well and you know what I think it's like there's nothing wrong with having gone through that period in your life or even doing it right now if you're listening to this and you're like sugar that's me you're learning it's growth it's part of the process but just try to not hurt people and try to stop losing yourself and actually find who you are um so I think if you want to be at your happiest self on your own, it's it's really important to understand maybe like the benefits of, of being single. So we have a little list of these here. I'll mm. dive into them, Damien.
1: Jump right in, girl.
0: You will never get this chance to strengthen your relationship with yourself this much ever again. Like you cannot strengthen your bond with your soul when you're with someone to the depth that you can when you're single. And I know some people I know have found love since they were 15 or 16 and I'm truly so happy for them. But a part of me goes, I wonder, will they ever get to know themselves as much as I have gotten to know my true self? I think so because they're in a relationship that looks like they support each other and are growing together. But I am so grateful for this time being single because I don't think I could have got to know myself at like the depth I have being with someone. You you start to look inside for encouragement and support and not to a partner. And I definitely feel like saying that brings me straight back to when I was in relationships or even like, you know, kind of deep situationships where I do something and I would look to my partner or my boyfriend for like that validation being like, guess what happened today? I got this offer. And I'm, I'm waiting for them to go, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. it's amazing. But I'm like, I need to just be proud of myself. Mm. Um, and that that reminds me, I think I've said this here before, like when someone does something that you get the urge to say, I'm so proud of you, reframe that and say, you should be so proud of yourself. It's something that you should say to children. So children start to build internal validation but I think it's something we should say to absolutely everyone because we live in a world where we're constantly seeking external validation. Focus on your relationship to yourself and changing that critical inner voice to a more compassionate one. I know that's cliche but it's so true. We all have a critical inner voice. It is normal. It is going to be critical. But you need to realize that and then try and stop it in those moments. Like me yesterday, I was so critical. But I knew I would be able to flip it back to being passionate by today because I've done the work. So benefit number one of being single. You get to strengthen this relationship with yourself more than you are ever going to get to do it again.
1: Yeah, before I jump into into number two on, on our list, I'll just like touch on that as well. I, I feel there's there's just no way that I would know who I am as a, as a person. Um. If I was never single, yeah. If I was never like truly single, like truly on my own for for a bit, um, you know, like when you're alone with your thoughts, you, you do you do have to do like quite a bit of work to make sure that those thoughts are positive ones uh, all of the time. Like I think we, we spoke about how many negative thoughts we have in, in a day in a previous episode. They're wired to be negative. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're wired to to be uh, constructive and, and to criticise ourselves, um, and there is a bit of training involved to to work on that. So number two on our list is figuring out what you truly want. It's easy to lose sight of, um, you know, not only who you are or who you want to become, but what you really want. When we're feeling a bit lonely and when we're feeling a little bit needy, which we all do sometimes, um, when bouncing from relationship, from relationship to relationship, being single gives you the space to really know your desires.
0: Yeah, like I think unless you take that time to be on your own, you're never going to know what it is you're truly seeking in a partner, because if you're going from relation to relationship to relationship, like you said, you're kind of finding some things that you want and brushing the things that you don't want underneath the mat, because you're in this place of just seeking a partner and not just being happy with being on your own. Um, I love that point. Another one, and I I really like this because it's something that um, do you know, when I was doing the research for this episode. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that is that has just happened to me uh, without realizing it was happening. You'll learn to hold yourself accountable. And that's so powerful in every aspect of your life. When you do figure out what you really want. I don't just mean in a person. I mean, in your life, like how you want to live your life, the side hustle, the business goals, the financial goals. And yes, the relationship goals, the training goals, the marathon goals, whatever it is. You hold yourself accountable and it's so empowering because you're not doing this to please anyone else. You're not doing this to like share with your partner, hoping that they'll love you more or realize your worth or be like, oh my God, look, she got the promotion, so I should marry her because she's so driven. No, you hold yourself accountable and you do it for you and for no one else. And to build that self-accountability, I think it's next impossible to do when you're deep in a relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's like anything in life. I mean um some of us are wired to pass blame. So if you look at a sports for example, like my friend Max, he yeah uh, does Hi ju- Max. Hi Max. Um
0: I met Max at EP, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you have never met anyone as chill as Max in your whole entire if life. If
1: Max got any more um laid back he would be lying down. Max is
0: if there was something 10 times like further than horizontal like he'd be 100 times beyond that
1: Max is inverted (laughs) anyway (laughs) Um, Max um, played football when he was younger and he was quite good Um, but he stopped playing football and pursued judo because it was a solo uh, competition so he could if he won or lost If he won, he holds himself. Well done, good job. You train hard, you won. But if he lost, he had nobody else to blame but himself. And he felt when he was playing football, if they lost, he could look at 10 other people on the pitch and say, oh, well, maybe it was you. When with judo, he can't look at anybody else other than himself he's holding himself accountable
0: I really love that
1: so very similar kind of mind, like mindset in terms of holding yourself accountable we can translate that similar thing yeah. probably not to the extreme of Max with his judo
0: No, but I love but that. similar kind of thing like obviously I, I do a lot of training some of you listening may not know but like I was a personal trainer for three years health and nutritional coach and I'm I still I'm really passionate about my training but it's always been solo I tried the whole football thing camogie thing it just it wasn't really for me um, But I think of friends who have only ever done team sports and they find it really difficult to stay on top of their fitness. And, you know, I want to try and not touch on weight, but even their weight when it's off season, because all they know is team sports and being accountable to others. And when they don't have to be, they kind of lose the run of themselves a little bit. And like, look, that's okay. That's life. We're all learning to build a balance. But it's so interesting that you you say that. I really like that kind of metaphor, I guess, because it, yeah. it does apply to like one's, one's self.
1: Yes, absolutely. So Point on to our four. next one. Number four, cultivating and deepening non-romantic relationships. Strong friendships are increasingly important. I think more so now, like when you're actually single. So whether what type of single you are, if you're seeking a relationship, you're just happy being single, if you're working on yourself... Having strong friendships and non-romantic relationships are increasingly and incredibly important and finding time and space for them, they enrich our lives. Um, like me and you are a prime example of that. And I think they also help us realize what we're willing to accept.
0: Absolutely. Like over the last two years, um, we have gotten so much stronger together. As a friendship and a bond, even though half the internet seems to think otherwise. Um, And and half the country. (laughs) But also, I have to say, like, my relationship with my mom, with my dad, with my sister, with my brother-in-law, with some of the girls, stronger than ever. Particularly one girl, if you follow me, you've seen me tag her a million times, Kate. Like, I am just so grateful to have had this time where we happened to both be single at the same time for for quite a long period, Um, which I guess it is rare in a friendship, in a friendship group when you're at this age. And, you know, some of our friends are getting engaged and married and building houses together. But she was going this journey and it is a journey. Like, Mm. you know, as much as I was trying to become comfortable, single, happy, single and know that it will happen when it's meant to happen and not constantly seek it out and actually get un- get comfortable being uncomfortable to get to this place of like, you know, just being like a hella badass, confident gal, queen, as we say. Mm. Um, And without this time being single, the fact that she was as well, I honestly have the strongest bond in the world with that girl. And for a male in my life, it is you to have the strongest bond ever. And it's funny, I think it's because we're both all single at the same time we're doing this uncomfortable work that not everyone has the balls to go and do
1: yeah absolutely and you're like, not
0: saying that like we're better than anyone else like we're not
1: no no but like it's it, it just takes work like as, as i said like one of the most important things um for me at least because like you know our we do a lot of work in our relationship making sure we communicate well making sure that we're okay and stuff and
0: Damien's seen every side of me. Like he saw my fiery side here one day. I was yeah. like, "Come on, now. Eh.
1: I've saw work. I've saw work mode, Natalie. I've seen festival, Natalie. I've seen fitness, Natalie. I've, I've seen it all. I've seen it oh, all. Um, so if any boys out there want some internal advice, <laughs> if you want, if you want an inside scoop, uh, I'll just hit me up. Well, let you know. Um, but now, like that. one of one of the things, one of the big things for me, we speak about it all the time, even in uh, previous episodes, is is communication. I'm not the type of guy that wants you to text him all day, every day. We do not need a running commentary of our days when we're texting uh, a potential partner or a boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. But with me and Natalie, we'll talk pretty much every day, but not all day, every day. Little check-ins.
0: Could be an emoji, like.
1: Yeah, just little check-ins, like in the morning, hey, whatever you're doing today, this is what I'm doing, this is what you're doing, have a smashing day. And then it'd be like, talk to you tomorrow, we'll prep this, we'll do this, because we have very busy schedules. And for me, when it comes to a potential partner in the future, I'm like, okay, Natalie is so fucking busy. And if she can carve out 30 seconds to text me back, this girl also can.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And But it's also like, we spoke about this here before, your energy is your non-refundable currency, and you should only invest that where you're getting the A
1: return on your investment. The
0: return, the solid return, and there's friendships I have invested in and I didn't get that back, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, with you I get that back. With Kate I get that back. You know, with my mom I get that back. With Laura in the gym I get that back. With Laura that I was made for I get that back. There's been other girls. I'm done. I don't get it back. We are not cultivating and deepening this relationship, so I'm done. Um. And that is all I'll say on that one. So moving on to the fifth point, the fifth benefit that we have here of being single. It kind of is what it says on the tin, like you have more time for yourself. And that's not a bad thing. Like whether it's a side hustle that you've always wanted to do or it's a hobby that you want to pick up, you have more time for it than someone who's always trying to balance time with their partner. And when you get into a relationship, you're going to have a lot less time and you will you will get into a relationship you need to maybe stop overthinking it and seeking it out so hard the time will come and when it does if you're someone who's been in a relationship before well you know listening to this how much less time you have like i stopped seeing someone in may who i was seeing for 6 months and i know i've mentioned this here before but like the amount of time i had on my hands all of a sudden i was so much more productive with my time and not just productive from a work perspective, but from a deepening my non-romantic relationship perspective, from my self-growth perspective, from mm. my hobby perspective. Look at this podcast. It was born from that kind of happening us at the same time.
1: Yeah. And if you can imagine me, I have ADHD. So I probably, See, actually, yeah, so I've probably done about how five. How do not know this? Because I've never told you. Um,
0: well, I did a test online. Apparently I have a two.
1: But yeah, you can imagine like in that time span, like I've literally started and stopped six and a half thousand different hobbies. When if I had uh, like a long-term relationship that I have to like focus on and put my energy in, um, then I probably would have only done four and a half thousand movies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so point number five.
1: Um, You get to call the shots. Plain and simple. Um, You get to go on spontaneous trips. You get the freedom to do things, see friends, be on your own. You really get to pick and choose when you want to see someone or when you don't.
0: Yeah, like Saturday I was a bit upset because I was like, oh, I thought I'd have maybe someone to meet up with today, but no one's around. Like none of my single friends are around, which is like kind of a small crew. Um, And I had two choices. I could go home and kind of wallow in the fact that I had nothing to do and like just chill and maybe clean and whatever else. And I was like, no, pack up your bags after your radio show. You're taking yourself for a coffee. You're going to go for a nice easy pace run. You're going to go to a new forest. You're going to find a secret beach. You're going to lie on yeah, that girl. beach. You're going to have your And I did. But you know what? If I went home that day, which I did think about doing, I would have been I would have been really letting my negative thoughts spiral. But it was very difficult to say on the Friday night because I get up so early on a Saturday. It was very difficult to pack the bags, to do all these things because the easier thing to do would have been to just go home and do nothing. But when you get to call those shots, I think it's really important that you actually call them and you make plans to do things.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it is going home and doing doing nothing. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. For example, Saturday, I was like, I'm, I'm doing nothing today. When very it, little. When
0: you've had a lot of social interactions, yeah, you need to go and be on your own.
1: I was very much burning the candle at both ends for a solid two weeks and I was like, I need a day. Yeah. I just needed it. You
0: know, that, that kind of, it highlights the two situations that can arise from being single or just, just being human. Like if you have a lot of time with people, like calling the shots and having that time for yourself, maybe just doing nothing on your own. But also when you're single and self-employed, for those of you that are, you can end up spending a lot of time on your own. And I had a week where I well things were hectic but two or three days where I'd spent a lot of time on my own and then a day comes you're like I can't just sit at home and do nothing today mm. but there's no one else around so I gotta do something so there's there's yeah. two sides to it.
1: Absolutely and then again like we talk about like freedom for example yesterday I went for a coffee in the morning and then I had like nothing all day and then Max who he mentioned uh, good luck on your uh, judo camp in the, for the next six weeks um, I was able to just drop everything and go meet him for 40 minutes or so yeah. because he's Traveling on the mountain for six weeks. When if I had, if I didn't have this freedom and this free time, there's a potential there like that would be a text message where like good luck on your camp. I'll see you in six weeks.
0: Yeah. So the final point, the final benefit here, again, it's kind of come up in every single point so far, but plain and simple, it's a catalyst for growth. You will grow to a level of one's self that you never Thought was possible during this time, and as much as I know, people can absolutely grow to be incredibly self-aware, independent, self-confident human beings in a relationship. Having been in both, like single for so long, trying to do it, and then trying to do it in a relationship, it's not the same. When you are single, it's a different level of of speed for that kind of catalyst Mm -hmm. growth. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: So, let's look at a few things that we can do to be more comfortable while single.
0: Yes, let's do it. Knowing the benefits is one thing. It kind of gives you a bit of peace of mind. Yeah. But.
1: so That's the theory.
0: That's, yeah, but now you got to go and do the. Experiment? Are we going scientific
1: here? Ooh, that's a theory. So, what what would the conclusion? The practice. The
0: practice. The practice.
1: You put in the. You you oh, ta- the
0: practical, like you I'm in the lab. It, yeah, you yeah, take yeah, the yeah.
1: theory and then you you put it into practice. So you do the practical bit. So, point one on our practical course. This is like a, a little workshop you're getting now. Uh, <laughs> focus on your own self care. Whether that be exercise, whether that be improving your sleeping patterns, whether that be you know building a better relationship with your food and your diet. Um, whatever that may be, whatever your self care is, whatever you find are healthy um, outlets, focus yeah. on your self care.
0: Step number two: make and spend time with friends who are single, if you can. If you can, so I know that's difficult. Now, if you're looking to to make more friends who are single, well, maybe one of our events will help you. But mm-hmm. there's like there's also events throughout the country do you know there's solo swim meetups there's hike meetups there's so many different things where you can meet single friends and not just go to meet like a partner and I think it's really important to know that because I I do think when you're single it's 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 more helpful to have other single friends like I meant like having you and having Kate has been really helpful throughout these like few months where I've kind of been on and off at things and um, if I didn't have both of you it would have been a lot more difficult had you not have been there would it have been harder? Yes. Would I still have been okay? Yes. But I probably would have gone out of my way to try and find a few more single friends, you know, or met up with someone online that that did something similar. Like, you know, I can think of a few people off the top of my head that I know were into hiking or yeah. into the gym or sea swims. Um, so, go, on, yeah.
1: go on Bumble and set it to friends.
0: <clears throat> I forgot that was a thing. Because
1: they're probably going to be single yeah. people on there that are just looking for other single companions for that and reason.
0: It's scary meeting yeah. new friends and trying to And it's difficult when we're older. It's,
1: it's difficult not... when you're like in your 30s. It's mm-hmm. so difficult to make friends.
0: Everyone seems to already have their circles. And yes, some people do. And they don't want any more friends.
1: And that's okay. No, and that brings us on to our next point. It's a really, probably an easier way to make friends as you're older is to... Start a new class, uh, start a new hobby, pick back up an old one, start a side hustle. Yeah. Um, like for example, if you go pick anything you want to learn how to play guitar, go to guitar lessons. Guarantee you're going to find someone else in that room mm. that you're going to spark up a friendship with, and you already have at least one thing in common. You're both there wanting to learn guitar, for example, or with yeah. learning a <laughs> language, or whether it's going on hikes, whatever it is. You already have at least one thing in common,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: you can just build upon that.
0: Yeah. Like, I went to start dance again when I was kind of going through a bit of a patch and like made a friend for life out of it, Don King. Uh, we've done workshops together. We thought at EP together, we thought at Wellfest wouldn't have happened. Only for I went to start, well, it was kind of bring an old hobby back to life again. Yeah. Again, all of these things, it, it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know, Changing your diet, changing your exercise, making new friends, joining a new class, starting a new hobby. It's all uncomfortable. And every time you do something that makes you just a little bit, you know, on edge, you're pushing your comfort zone boundary. And the more you push that boundary, like just the, the better person you become. Yeah. Um, okay. The next thing as to how you can be more comfortable with being single stop comparing to others and particularly to other couples. Like manage your expectations for friendships and relationships because online I feel like you can see videos of like you know oh my best friend doesn't know that every time she's with someone she's healing a heart she didn't break and they're laughing so hard and they're falling over and you're like that was probably one moment out of about a million that you've had together where that happened and you caught it on video. Like, just manage your expectations. Stop comparing. Comparison, we all know this, is the literal thief of your joy. And you're going to do it. You're going to compare. And it's just all about becoming more aware as to how you can stop that inner critic from spiraling.
1: Yeah, and then also to touch on that, like, we're both people whose jobs are the internet. Um, we both live our lives pretty much through in Instagram and, and TikTok. It's what we do for a living. And radio. Yeah, uh, well, Natalie does radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, But this is coming from, you know, quote unquote influencers. And I mean this with the, like, take these words with the greatest of, of weight. It is a highlight reel. We do our best to showcase the realness, some of us. Mm. But what you see on the internet is very, very much often a very polished highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So really do try and manage those expectations because more often than not, it is not real. It's not real. Lots of people are putting what they feel is their best foot forward and showcasing what they feel is the best. I remember reading a quote saying like, the longer the caption, the unhappier the relationship or something like that. Like, yeah. And we see so many relationships where they don't share the partner at all, where it's like completely non-existent or like Bonnie Ryan's a perfect example yes it was the radio and like she's so so lovely but like I've met her countless times Mm. um, and I'd known her like I'd probably followed her for about a solid year before I knew what her husband looked like yeah because she covers the face yeah. in like all of the, like the photos.
0: and Bonnie like. Ryan, Emma Kyo, Lisa Jordan, all in really solid, happy relationships as of the moment. And we hope that that can to last. I feel like I always have to say that because you never <laughs> know where life can go. But like, we know nothing about their other half. And honestly, having met all three, you can just tell that they're so happy. They're so happy. Yeah, absolutely. But those who I've met that have relationships that are all over social media, you just don't know.
1: Yeah, you just, you just don't know. And there is the other side of that, like my good friend Sophie Murray and then her partner Sam, they are so incredibly in oh love with God. each other. I, like oh, they were so in the amazing. tent across from EP yeah. and they adore each other. And it is so it is plastered on their Instagram and that's absolutely fine to do so. It's mm. perfectly fine to showcase your love for one another if you feel you want to do that. But just bear in mind, as we said, manage those expectations because some of it is real and some of it very much is not. hmm so, next point, prioritize social connections. Uh, take some more words. work when single. Takes it, way more work when you're single.
0: <clears throat> it really does. Um, Like we kind of touched on this already, if, if you spend a lot of time on your own, or I know you might go to work and maybe you're working with your social, or with your work crew, I should say, and you might socialize with them somewhat, but it's different to building a relationship that's like not with your work people. I mm-hmm. know like some of us have like our work besties, but not everyone does. and So it's really important that some of the nights maybe you come home and you're like, oh, I'm just going to do nothing. Like we said, yes, some nights you need to, but other times you probably do have to make the effort to message one of your girlfriends or your guy friends and just meet up, for sure.
1: Yeah, and touching on that a little bit, going back to a previous point about cultivating and deepening and strengthening those non-romantic relationships, right? Mm. So let's say you have a really good connection with somebody in your workplace. Uh, but you only ever see them in your workplace Yeah. have you ever asked them to do something outside of work That's it. have you ever said hey do you want to grab a drink hey do you want to grab a bit of lunch hey I have a spare ticket to this thing do you want to go do this
0: life and meetups and social connections yeah. are not going to happen unless you freaking put the finger out to make them happen
1: exactly so again that is another way of creating strong non-romantic yeah. relationships
0: okay the final um, point that we're going to share with you today is to how you can get more comfortable being single and I say that Knowing that you got to get uncomfortable before you're comfortable. And this is one that I love. It's date yourself. Yeah, girl. Like literally take yourself out on a date. I know it's scary, like putting your blanket out on the beach on your own when you're surrounded by everyone who's there in couples or families. I know it's scary traveling solo, checking into the hotel on your own, being alone with your thoughts. I know it's daunting walking into the restaurant. People may be turning heads to look at who's following and there's no one there. And you sit down on your own and you order that glass of wine and your pass or whatever it is. It's so scary at the beginning. And then it becomes nearly like the healthiest addiction of all kind because you start to crave that time by yourself because you you get so damn empowered by dating yourself. And I truly believe that even when you get into a relationship or a marriage, you still need to take yourself out on solo dates because it just continues to deepen your relationship with yourself. It's not selfish. It's not uncool. And don't let that fear stop you. Like slow down, slow down down. Do things that bring you into the present also when you're planning these dates and not just things that numb you from them. So I don't want you being like, do you know what? Well, I love watching Netflix or I love gaming. So that's what I'm going to do as my me time. No, be present. Read a book or even lately with my running, I've started running without my phone and without music. I couldn't have done that years ago because I was using running as a mind numbing activity. Whereas now I nearly treat it like a little bit of a day as well. Because sometimes I go running with people. Sometimes I do it on my own. Buy yourself the flowers, buy yourself the, the coffee, take yourself to the cinema. Like you've heard that if you're on an airplane in an emergency to put on your oxygen mask first, because oh, that's, that's the only one. way that you can help others, right? Well, in the same way, it's important to focus on and love yourself first. Only then can you give your love to others in the way that it's going to best help them and help you. You gotta put on your own oxygen first. You gotta learn to focus on and love yourself first. Dating yourself is the ultimate way to build your self-esteem, your self-confidence and honestly just become an absolute badass in the best way possible.
1: I could not agree more. <laughs>
0: Mike, drop
1: We can't drop these mics because they're actually attached to the table. But <laughs> if we, if we could, we would. Um Yeah. Yeah. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. Um there's one thing that I'm really good at now is dating myself. Like I went for lunch in triple seven. Um,
0: Saw that, yeah.
1: All on my own. I uh, walked straight in straight to the bar sat there they gave me a cocktail there was way too much tequila in it so I was like can I swap this for a Negroni please and they did
0: so. I've never drank on my own well no I've had one drink on my own but I haven't, I haven't yeah yeah I well that's
1: that. that's about kind of knowing your knowing your limits and it's also about breaking that kind of stigma of like going and having a drink on your own like that's absolutely perfectly fine to do yeah. so so if you are single and ready to mingle and um, you feel like you've done the work and you've enjoyed the benefits uh you know, keep enjoying them, but also, you know, get out there, like...
0: Yeah, I think, like, this episode, it it can sound as if we're just telling people to, like, be single and work on yourself. and be on like, your own. Don't let anyone in. No, like, you know, just, I do think everyone should be doing this work, but if you've done it and you're enjoying the benefits, continue to do it. But, look, enjoy getting out there and mingle in as well.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, Natalie has kind of uh, made jokes about me because, like, she's like, mm-hmm. God, you're on a date every week. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's how I get to know people. It's how I get to find potential right, oh, partners, yeah. you know. So, and like, um, like I I had it in my in the show notes for earlier on, like about being single. And being single doesn't necessarily mean, you know, sleeping around and being a bachelor and, you know, sleeping with loads of women. Like you can be single and just go on like multiple coffee dates. You can yeah. be on a coffee date every day of the week if you want. That's perfectly acceptable.
0: That's where it's the different stages of, of being single.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, and don't view
0: a failed date as exactly. a dead end or like um, there's something wrong with
1: you. And the thing is like dating is almost like an interview. So if you imagine going to a job, right? You're trying to feel out if that job is compatible with you. If you're going to enjoy yourself there, if you feel it's a good career path and then the potential employer is trying to figure out if you're right for the position. Mm. A relationship is no different. You're both trying to figure each other out and see if you're both compatible and if this can progress in a positive way and you both, you know, add to each other's lives and and go forward. So just because the date didn't go well, unless it went absolutely catastrophic, then you can be like, well, take the positives out of that as well. And be like, well, clearly we weren't compatible and that's absolutely fine and just move on. Sometimes you can have a date and you feel that it went really, really well and they felt the opposite. That's also fine. That is not a reflection on you. That's not a reflection on your personality. You didn't do anything right or wrong. You're just not compatible for yeah. each other. And that's absolutely fine.
0: I think that has been hopefully a really, really helpful episode for a lot of people. And definitely, if you are someone who's, you know, you've done the work, you're continuing to do the work and you're going out and you're dating and you're meeting people, um, do check out our Red Flags episode as well.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: definitely do. Okay. We really hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you have been struggling with a single life, well, We hope that now you thrive in it. Please do share this episode online if it did help you. Share it with someone if you think it'll help them. And if you do decide to tag us, let us know. Drop us a DM and we'd love to see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Remember to follow us on our social channels. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. Remember to enjoy being single. Enjoy loving yourself and building that relationship with yourself so that when you do find the one, you're the best version of you possible. Until next time, adios. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.